0: As a guy who's been in media for 30 years, all of it, as a news anchor, well, not all of it, because I'm not a news anchor now, but for the first, oh, I don't know, since 1994, something like that, I was a news anchor, and of course, now I'm doing this, but it, it words matter. It's something that, well, they used to, <laughs> and this is the point of our conversation. I'm very, very familiar with the terms that media people use far too often, and lots of people hate. Um the one that gets me, and and I sort of refused to say it for years, was, you'll hear this, you probably heard it today, somewhere, if you put on a newscast, Calgary, or Edmonton, is in shock this morning. No, Cal- Calgary's not in shock. A few people in a neighborhood might be a little shaken up by an incident, but trust me, most people in the city have no knowledge of anything happening, let alone being shocked by it. Uh, but there's a long list of expressions like that that news anchors use and then they become part of what everybody talks about we just we sort of and then they become throy right and they become nonsense and the one that our next guest gets bent out of shape about and rightly so and makes a really good case as to why we're doing this all wrong is and you've heard this a million times this is the new normal this is it this is the new normal right the new normal how many times have you heard that how many different ways have you heard it applied we use it all the time for any number of things and that's a problem let's find out why we're going to speak with arnold kopeski who is the author of the 2014 governor general's literary award nominated the oil man in the sea navigating the northern gateway and the environmentalist dilemma promise and Peril in the age of climate crisis he's written for the globe and mail he's written for mclean's he's written for the Tai, he's written for the walrus Guy's a writer arnold thanks for joining us i really appreciate your time say i'm in i'm
1: in shock why you called me? This is great. No, I'm just playing on your on your earlier <laughs> wonderful uh, critique of of the whole. I hope all of Edmonton is in shock. You know, I, I grew up in Edmonton listening to 6:30 Chat, so it's it's great to be with you today.
0: Oh, fantastic. That's excellent. Glad you're here. Um, and you know what? I think this is just it's it's such a great point that you make. And like I say, you know, as a guy who's sort of talked for a living for a really long time, there are phrases that come up. And when you talked, when I saw your piece mm-hmm. on on the new normal, I was like, yeah. This guy's absolutely right. The new normal. We hear it every... Where did it start, Arnold? When did it become part of our lexicon?
1: Yeah, once you look, you see it everywhere, eh? Yeah. Um, you know, it, so it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a phrase that, is, that I've been seeing for a long time, and, and it's, of course it popped up again this year as soon as wildfire season yep. began, yep. and smoke was everywhere. So I thought, well, where did, well yeah, where did, where did things start? Where did this really take root in the imagination? And it turns out it's a very 21st century phrase. Uh, you'd hear it here and there, through, you know, it's it's a ready ready phrase, but it was really uh, right after uh, the Twin Towers fell in, in 2001, right after nine eleven. Dick Cheney, uh, about a month after that, gave a speech warning Americans to get ready for the new normalcy, he called it, the new normalcy, uh, and by that, he meant uh, that there's going to be heavy government surveillance and homeland security is now a thing, and, and you know, this is how it's going to be for decades. It's not going to be just a passing thing, and so as far as I could tell, that was sort of that kicked off, uh, this 21st century fetish, uh, with our new cliche of um, things being the new normal. And of course, from there, uh, it has gone on, you know, it really took root in the imagination and became this, this, this low hanging, uh, uh, acoustic fruit that everybody grabbed for. So it has described everything from, you know uh economic inequality to uh being gay to conspiracy theories to misinformation uh the pandemic oh in yeah a whole a whole new the subject, pandemic
0: uh, i mean yeah that was rocket fuel for that for that cliche
1: totally yeah all <laughs> kinds of new almost came into existence yeah uh but you know lately i think i think the one that's really taken the crown and, and the, the, the the way like if you do a google search of the new normal you know 80 percent of of the of the ways you'll see it is, is with reference to some sort of climate crisis whether sure. it's drought or smoke or uh, floods or heat waves, um, that's where
0: you hear it now. And there's consequences to that. We'll get to it in a second. But I wanted to ask, Mm -hmm. is there ever an instance where the new normal is good? It's like, hey, this new normal is better than the old normal, (laughs) or is it always something bad, (laughs) Arnold?
1: I, it's always bad, man. Um, I, maybe someone's using it, I've never heard the new normal being used to describe like how low infant mortality is now, or you know the fact that running water is clean and available uh, in an increasing number of countries, or you know, or that humpback whales are coming back. Uh, you right. don't hear the new normal used uh, in happy terms. It's always like, oh man, this sucks. This is the new normal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Okay, now there's two yeah. consequences that I can see, and, and and you lay out well in your piece. The one's far yeah. more important than the. So um, let's deal with the, the less important one, and then we'll talk about why this is really bad. But but one of the reasons this is bad is because when we do this, and we do it with other things, we we, d- we create cliches, and then at that point, it becomes meaningless, right? It's kind of like, oh, well, is what it is. It's the new normal, and off we go. And it, it doesn't mean anything anymore.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think the, the point of the phrase initially uh, is to sort of startle and, right. and jolt, your, jolt you out of complacency and be like, oh, hey, let's notice this previously unprecedented thing that is now happening all the time um and so when it was new and 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 you know a bit novel um the the phrase new normal maybe had some some impact that way but now it's just a soporific it does the opposite it kind of puts you to sleep you're like oh another new normal i've heard that before i don't even know what a you know uh, so it, it does the opposite it, it takes away with the attention from the very thing that we're trying to call attention
0: to and mind. the and the more important consequence and i'll be honest with you i just had an interview earlier this morning talking about this extreme heat that's going on around the world and how we need to do a better job of adapting to this new normal and and yeah. and that's that's the bigger concern is sort of like saying oh well is what it is. Uh, let's just try and deal with instead of saying, "Wait a minute, it doesn't have to be normal."
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, that is my that is my big uh, language police beef that I have with this phrase is that uh, it, it you know it normalizes the very thing we're talking about. And so, in terms of climate crises, um, the reaction then stops being like, "Hey, let's actually you know we could burn less fossil fuels and hasten the energy transition and actually do something about this crisis." Instead of that. You have politicians especially saying, well, it's here now, and it's always the very politicians who denied that climate change was real or a problem or anything, who then leap from denying to just saying, well, I guess there's nothing we can do it about it so let's just build you know dikes and seawalls if you live on the coast or you know hire a few more firefighters uh let's adapt to to this new normal instead of actually doing something about it and let me be clear we do need to adapt right we're yeah. past the point of of not adapting so yes we need more firefighters alberta needs more firefighters C- canada needs more firefighters uh we need all kinds of adaptation measures that is the reality but we also need to nip this thing in the bud because uh you know a thing that i didn't get to in the piece that other people pointed out to me too is like when you say the new normal it kind of implies that you've reached this new steady state um of of where it's at and it's this new equilibrium but the reality is like th- like it's not going to just stop here where we're at in terms you know if you want to talk about forest fires uh this it's just actually going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse so you can't just like adapt to this current normal because this current normal is going to be way i'm trying not to use expletives in this conversation <laughs> way worse um, than, than, than it is today you know today is like the best Day of climate chaos that we're going to have for the next 20 years or at least until we stop you know, dumping uh, carbon into the atmosphere. And I know I'm speaking to an Alberta audience and I know oh, yeah. I grew up in Alberta. I'm an Alberta boy. I, I have no ill feeling towards uh, energy workers or oil and gas workers. I know they power the economy and they have made this life as good as it is it has been an exquisite run um, but we also now know that there are heavy consequences to all of the good things that came with it so i think an adult conversation around this at the highest levels would recognize that there are heavy consequences now to all of the benefits that have been delivered and instead we have people like danielle smith saying well i think there's arsonists in the woods causing fires yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, that stuff so no uh, no
0: yeah, fair enough. Which takes us back to where we started, which is we're going to have a conversation. We need to have like the language, language that we matters. use around this matters. Right.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yes. And I think, you know, really smart people are, have weaponized language for all in all kinds of yeah. ways. Yeah. And I don't accuse people of, you know, I don't think most people who say the new normal are not do not have some nefarious Um, intent to, you know, promote uh, oil and gas until the end of the world. Um, But I think that that is a subtle effect in many cases. And I do think that there are nefarious people who are exploiting language who benefit from this sort of thing. So I think especially people like you and me, Shay, I really appreciate you having me on because I think, you know, we're the ones who um, deploy language for a living. And I think it's incumbent on us to to be careful and aware of these things and, and not to be all... You know, I don't want to be the nanny here, but uh, it's it, we can have fun with this and, and play with language and be aware of, of what we're saying, what it means.
0: And it has an impact. Absolutely. Arnold, great stuff. Thanks so much yeah. for being here.